Hey, Richie, you can hear us? Can me? We can. We can. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, we're going to kick things off in like two minutes here, and then we'll come to you like a, a minute or two after 15 I get done, get tired of talking to each other. <laughs> sounds, sounds good, guys. Uh, pleasure to be on, and thanks for having me. All right, let's get it going. It is 9 p.m. East Eastern time, East Coast time, or something like that. Uh, thank you all for joining us. This is U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, as this show kicks in, we'll get a few guests here, or a few guests, a few listeners in in the space listening in. Uh, just to recap, also, if you've never been on this show or listened to the show before, Happy Hour Live brings you interviews with some of the biggest names in the U.S. rugby scene. And in an effort not to disappoint, we don't just have two, just like one guest, not two. We have three guests tonight. Uh, we're going to start off in a few minutes with head of scouting for PR Severance, Richie Walker, and then Old Glory DC forward, Colin Gross, and then our rugby stats expert, James Dealey, will join us for a few minutes, also about midway through the show. So stay tuned for these three awesome guests. If you are listening live on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn, you can leave comments or questions in those chats, or join us over here in the Twitter Spaces um, mobile app. That's just on the Twitter app. Follow link on Eagles Overseas or Rugby Morning 2 of the show. Uh, if you join us there on the mobile app, you can ask live questions of our guests as well. Also, if you're not already following us, following us, please do so at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby, Sevens, and much more. I am Bill Baker of Eagles Overseas, and with me, as always, is Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick. Hey, Fitzy. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Good, man. Welcome back. What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was watching a video of this guy setting the world record in the Rubik's Cube in 3.13 seconds, and somehow... What? <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I, I blinked and I missed it, and I got distracted, and I didn't click over in time, so I apologize. <laughs> did, did he break it? <laughs> well, he broke the record, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know how that's physically possible. Mentally, too. How is that possible? What the hell I, am I doing? I, I can't. I know. <laughs> I, I can't wrap my brain around that kind of thing right now. <laughs> nice. Hey, so, so real quick, fantasy rugby. Um, I, I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay, Bill. It's actually not going to be okay. I'm going to need a couple of hours more to mourn. And it's mostly, I beat myself. I made some stupid decisions at the end. I always do that. I, I panic. I should have just stuck with my guns, but I didn't, you know, I, but that's okay. Runner up to Maddie. Still fun to do. But it is. A little it is. I, I kind of, um, I don't know. I kind of gave up when I realized I was in the, uh, the, the poop bowl or whatever you want to call that. <laughs> Not good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you know what we should do? We should get a, a quick fantasy sevens league going with premier sevens. We should. I, I know we should really, we better hurry up though. We we got a first stop and and league we're about to talk about, so maybe during our show, uh, um, our the, the the rugby guys, the fantasy ruckers, can get to whip something together for us. We'll get that going. Uh, anyway, so Fitz, I think we need to get into. We got a lot to talk about. We got let's like, do it. three guests tonight, so let's let's go to our first guest, um, head of scouting for Premier Sevens. Let's all welcome Richie Walker. Hey, Richie. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate it and. Um, love what you guys do and you know you cover Thank all you. rugby in the US so yeah really honored to be on 
Thank you. I think next week we're going to talk about um, U5 level touch rugby. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great let's go. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of all this, it's quite the busy week for you. Uh, how are you holding up? Getting any rest at all? Yeah, um, a little bit. We've had um, our coaches and players and staff obviously arrive in Austin. And as we know, due to COVID, um, airlines still haven't recovered. So 50% oh. of our flights have been uh, delayed or rescheduled. Uh, but we're slowly managing. Uh, most of the players are in now. Uh, we had our second day of training. So our players got to know each other yesterday and they were starting to gel today. So um, really good in that space. And our coaches are doing a great job. Um, hitting the 100 degree mark as far as temperature goes in Austin. So, yeah, we're getting ready. Well, let's back up for a second, just for those people who don't really know your background. Uh, you know, before before we jump into this weekend and PR7s, and uh, generally speaking, um, just I'm going to list a couple of things. Uh, you know, former USA Women's National Team head coach, coached in two Olympic Games, former Seattle Seawolves head coach, leading them to the 2019 MLR Shield. Uh, former Auckland Storm head coach, making the playoffs two straight seasons, quite successful in these leagues, and now head of scouting for Premier Sevens. You, you have a ton of experience coaching both men's and women's rugby on multiple continents. Uh, what was it about PR Sevens that attracted you uh, to accept this role, and was it a, a hard sell by Mike Tolkien? Um, on our previous low, Mike Tolkien, um, he was coaching the USA men's 15s team when I was coaching the USA women's sevens. Um, and then, obviously, when I was coaching the Seawolves in MLR, he was coaching New York. So, you know, we played against each other. We've mm. had a good friendship. Um, he reached out to me um, after we come back from after the Japan Olympics. Um, so we had a good conversation around that space and then just seeing what I was doing. But um, as far as coaching goes, like you said, lift, listed off all those things. Um, mm. For me, it was like, you know, getting into a different role, um, trying to find talent, especially, you know, around the U.S. with our ID camps that we have, uh, promoting the game in the U.S., getting international players to play and helping out, you know, players in the U.S. Right. Um, so it wasn't a hard sell from Mike Tolkien. And, you know, we've got a awesome owner and Owen Scannell, who's really open to stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm loving my job and um, loving the league and um, everything about it. So, now this is your – Yeah, well, absolutely. And this is your first full season, that's correct? Um, I started last year. Okay. Um, so, before the season, I wasn't in year one when they had their one tournament in Memphis. So, I came on to start the season to get ready last year. So, this is year two for me. Nice. All right. Yeah. So, 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 talk about – uh, what's different this year? Uh, the, generally speaking for the league, you know, we got the Eastern Conference kickoffs this weekend, as you mentioned, at uh, Q2 Stadium in Austin. Um, you know, talk about maybe some differences in last season that fans could expect. Um, yeah, so we have an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference this year. Um, we doubled the amount of teams in the league. So now we have eight men's teams and eight women's teams. Um, last year we only had four of each. Um, and to um, go to the final, which is in Washington, D.C., the championship, you have to be first and second in your conference. So all teams don't get to go. Um, we start right off the bat in Austin where 
you have to be obviously accumulate points here and then they carry over to your next stop in the Eastern Conference. And then once you get your two points, whoever the top two seeds are, they get to go to the championship. Um, so every game counts. And so for fans this year, it's just going to be more exciting than it was last year um, because everyone went last year. This year, everyone doesn't go. Um, we've got a lot more talent um, coming over to play and then obviously mixed in with our ID camp players, college grads that get to play with MLR players, um, current World Series players on the HSBC circuit, mm -hmm. um, international players. So it's really exciting for fans this year. It was exciting last year, but it's even more exciting this year. Yeah, and, and Richie, part of part of the excitement are the some of it is the two new teams for this year, right? You've got what the Golden State Retrievers and then the Pittsburgh Steel Toes. And I gotta say, I, I love what the league did about the names. I think a lot of it was fan input, right? Fans got kind of <laughs> you know suggest some names. Yeah. How, how did the voting process go? I know that might be outside of your your hat wearing, but did you have any insight on how the names were selected? No, and then um, so we put it out there, some names, and then some of the franchises, yeah. um, fans got to vote and choose. And then we also have new this year as well, the New York locals and the Texas team. So we have four new That's franchises right. this year. Um, and then we want to kind of make it some teams local. So like Austin fans get to you know, cheer for the team, which is the local Austin team. So we made it around that. And then obviously um, our owner is, you know, great at coming up with these names. So some of it was fan-based. And so we're excited about that because we'd love to hear from our fans. Um, you know, and as we all know, and no matter where it is in the world, the fans make the rugby. Um, so having them involved was massive and, you know, really getting their input. So they kind of feel part of it as well. So we were excited around that space as, as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned uh, splitting things up, right? So you've got the Eastern kickoff, Eastern Conference kickoff this weekend, and then next weekend, the Western ki Conference kickoff uh, in Minneapolis. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit more about what fans can expect at this weekend's event in terms of, you know, outside of the rugby, right? The, is there festival? Is there music? Is there, you know, kids stuff? What other programming is going on? Outside of uh, trying to stay cool. Yeah. Um, you know, Q2 Stadium um, in Austin is an awesome stadium, you know, part of Austin FC MLS. Um, but they also have their stadium. It's not quite covered, but it's got a cover all the way around the stadium. So you can find a lot of shade. Um, we have a big fan festival where fans can engage in some rugby stuff. Um, we also have youth stuff going on, and we have um, music festival going on. So there's um, things to do for everybody, for families, for kids, for entertainment, not only with the rugby. Um, the bonus on top of that is they get to watch some fun rugby and, you know, players that they see on TV. You know, they can get close to the action, go down there and watch your players. And in between, you know, they can go grab a drink, watch some music, go to the fan festival. Um, we're going to have a uh, kit to buy for your team that you're supporting. And then um, obviously a lot of youth stuff as well. So massive fan festival. You know, we really want to engage the community 
Um, and also not only the community having fun, the players having fun, the fans having fun, and just invited the community down just to have a great day, you know, of um, what we want to showcase and obviously letting them um, have a good time as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard not to have a good time at a, at a rugby event, that's for mm-hmm. sure. So, Richie, other than scouting, right, that's your main your main role. Are you – right, it's a startup culture, right? Are there, are you wearing other hats there, right? Like are you – I don't know, are you helping sell tickets? Are you <laughs> filling up Gatorade bottles for the players? Um, what's Talk to us a little bit more if, if you're wearing other hats besides scouting at the PR set. Yeah, a lot of it is like, um, you know, once our tournament's finished, even now – like is getting ready for next season. Um, you know, I'm talking to players that aren't involved this year or ready for next season. Um, it's globally, you know, people are seeing this and um, I see emails come through my email, like how can I get involved? What do I need to do? You know, and we're telling them, go to our website, pr7s.com, fill out your information. Um, so, you know, players are already reaching out to, you know, get on board for next season. Um, also, is going down to the fields, watching trainings, um, you know, helping out our medical staff with what they need, you know, as simple as helping staff get to the stadium, uh, making sure our players are, you know, keeping hydrated because it is 100 degrees here in Austin. Um, even babysitting. Babysitting's <laughs> part of my role too. We've got players here, you know, that have have young kids and, you know, they need to train and to take their focus off um, their babies for their training is that, you know, head of scouting can babysit as well. So I've been doing that, um, you know, because a big part of my job's done. So now we're at the tournaments, you know, I'm happy to help where I can, where I'm needed. So, so yeah. <laughs> Does that include uh, making sure the local beer's all tasted? Is that official job duty? <laughs> yeah, that's important. Yeah, very important. But you know, I'll leave that to the to the locals and um, at the stadium, and they can give us feedback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners, if you are tuning in live on YouTube or Facebook, I know a number of you are listening in. Thank you so much for that. Go ahead and drop a question in the comment section of those, and we'll try to get it on here. If you're listening in live on the Twitter app, you can come up and ask your own question as well. I see a couple of familiar faces in there listening. Love to have you come up. Go ahead and request in the bottom left of the app. And we'll get you up here. You can ask your own question. Maybe you can ask Richie what his favorite beer or if he's ever dropped someone's kid. Let's, <laughs> we can talk about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Richie, let's, let's, let's go back to that main job of yours. All right, let's, let's talk tryouts. You know, A while back in the winter and spring, tryouts were held across the country. Uh, talk about that turnout. How was the turnout, and you know what can you say about the level of the domestic talent you were uh, you were watching? Um, yeah, it's great that we have these ID camps. Um, we had seven in the US and three in Canada. Now and then, a lot of players have been selected from that. And um, a good thing about that is that anyone can come. It's free to come to these. Mm. And so we try and expand it across the country, you know, to really look for that hidden talent or untapped talent, players that we haven't seen before or young talent that's coming through. Um, you know, it's, it is hard. This is a big country. And, you know, to USA coaches, they do a great job of trying to find talent, but, mm-hmm. you know, they can't get everywhere. So for us, it's helping that as well. 
and obviously getting the talent that we find into our PR7's team and giving opportunities for them to play in this competition and maybe USA coaches get a chance to see these players play. Um, we get about, but we've had anywhere from a small number of between 40 and 50 up to, you know, 80 to 100 at mm. each one of these camps. Um, so, and there's a lot of talent. And I also and um, think that some of these players, not only for PR7s, could be great for our 15s program mm. as well. And, you know, World Cup's coming 30, 31 and 33. Yeah. You know, so at this age and this level, you know, this is prime opportunity to um, get them ready for that eight to 10 years, you know. So looking at that, but not closing my eyes just for PR7s, but, you know, could we help our 15s program as well? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, our camps are growing, which is um, a good thing. So if we had a look at it, we had over a thousand applications um, for our ID camps. So, you know, we're happy with that and hopefully that we get more next season. Um, and we have a lot of our ID camp players playing. You know, they get to rub shoulders with players from mm -hmm. New Zealand, um, France, South Africa, England, Brazil, Mexico, USA, Fiji, all that kind of stuff, you know. So so we're just happy with our ID camps and, you know, our staff do a great job of setting them up. Um, our owners, great at letting us go and do all these, so... So yeah, we're really happy with our ID camps. Richie, let's let's talk about some of those some of the fun you've had scouting some of these players you mentioned, rubbing shoulders. We we've got a list of a few of them here, new players and returning players. So Black Ferns, right? You've got Ruby Tui, who's probably one who's such a big global superstar. Stacy Waka, who's Bodine's sister, he's back in MLR. You've got the return of Ben Pinkelman, which is exciting. Ben, I know you're listening, man. If you want to jump up, we'd love to ask you a question about your return. I'll put it out there, but others, right? I mean, I'm going to list a couple others. Alev Kelter, um, England's all-time leading try scorer, Dan Norton. Those are just a few that we named. I mean, talk about these players. How important is it for the league to have these star players playing in the PR7s this summer? Yeah, I think it's great. With those players that you mentioned, um, you know, they are like local, uh, global um, superstars, but like you can just see from their presence around the hotel. Um, you know, Ben Pinkelman out there training hasn't lost a beat. You know, he looks, you know, good. I, I used to see him every day down the training center when I was the head coach of the USA women's team. You know, we used to have him come over and help, um, you know, coach Elgils, and you know, he's still looking good, so it's great to see him. He's doing uh, leading. Some good stuff with his team. Obviously, we're going to have Dan Norton uh, next week. You know, highest try score on the World Series. Mm. You know, people like that. You know, Ruby Tui, Stacey Walker, but even our local girls, Alev Kelter, you know, keen to jump in and have a run. But it's just good to have that. Um, one, I think that it's going to bring the level of the game up for our local ID camp players, college grads, um, you know, even internationals from other countries bringing a level of game up. But, you know, unless you make the national team, you don't get to play with or get to play against these global superstars. But you can have players that you play against on the same team, you know, and where else could you do that in the world? 
I don't think that you could really. So PR7s gives an opportunity to, one, players that you play against to play with, but also young players that are coming up get to play with these global superstars. Um, so, you know, we're happy that they just agree to come and do this. And they, they're really massive for our game. They help promote it, um, you know, and they've been nothing but exceptional and awesome and a joy to work with. Um, you know, watching them at training, it's just like you can see that how they bring the level up just from when they speak. Mm-hmm. Like all attention's just on them. You know, they've had the experience, but they don't talk long. They just say a couple of few things and then everyone else just switches on. So, yeah, it's really exciting to have them and to see what they bring is just, you know, I know I can say that I see them do it, but, you know, come out and watch them play on the weekend and then you'll know what I'm talking about. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Richie, but this is the only professional sevens league in the world, correct? Yeah, um, like they have a professional like Tai Semi Women's Only in um, Japan. Um, but this is, you know, for pro club um, for men and women, you know, mm-hmm. to be at the same competition at the same time. Um, yeah, so we're excited to be to be that, you know. Yeah, and that definitely helps with recruiting uh, mm-hmm. as well from around the world, the, the draw of this league, the the broadcast of it, the, you know, playing with other international players from other countries. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's just great. And then since we've had that um, announcement of those international players, that's where we're getting players, you know, really reaching out to sign up for our camps next year. Like, you know, if I was still 30 years younger, I'd probably sign up myself for a camp to try and get to play with these players, you know? With the likes of Ben Pinkelman, Dan Norton, Ruby Tui, Stacey Waka, you know, all those yeah. players. So, yeah. So they've been really helpful and really good for our league. And looking at the MLR contingent you mentioned earlier, I see there are a number of players listed in the rosters. You know, Connor Mooningham, Nick Feets, uh, Feeks, Dougie Fife, name a few. I'm assuming they won't be available this weekend, but when do you expect them to start trickling in? Maybe, obviously, when their season's over? Yeah. So hopefully, when their season's over, um, You know, round one for East is this weekend. Round two is next week. Um, Round two, I mean, round one for the West is next week. But round two for each conference is after the MLR. So we um, are hoping that we get them, you know, for round two of East and West, um, which would be well after MLR is completely finished. So we hopefully get them then. And then we might get some of the teams that aren't in those playoffs. We're hoping to get maybe some of those players earlier. Um, we just don't know. We're working with the MLR to try and make that happen. So hopefully we get you get to see some of those players soon. And, like, we're excited to have those players. Um, MLR's, you know, doing a good job of the competition, you know, in the U.S. And obviously they're getting stars from around the world to come and play too. So, yeah. Richie, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about maybe some of these younger players slash emerging talent, maybe some some names that um, fans uh, may not be familiar with, but maybe after this weekend and next weekend, they'll start to say, oh, who is this person? Any any, any players that, um, you know, I know you don't want to single out any one individual, but if there's a couple of players that you think uh, may surprise people or jump on people's uh, radar this weekend or next. Um, yeah, you're correct with that. It's hard to single out (laughs) 
any players. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, I think to really look at players um, that have come from our ID camps. Now, the reason I say that is because when we go to these, you know, they're just keen. They give everything that they have at these ID camps because they take it as a shot, you know, to springboard or maybe start to get noticed by um, national team coaches, get a chance to maybe play on the international scene, HSBC or World Cups, you know. And the excitement of the 30-31 and 33 World Cups, you know, that's what some of these players are obviously looking at as well. But, you know, uh, it's hard to say, you know, single out any players, but, you know, uh, yeah, you caught me off guard. Well, Rich, yeah. I'll tell you what, awesome. let, me, uh, yeah. let, me, uh, let me, let me share, let me share a name only because she is the daughter of my high school wrestling coach, <laughs> but Jetta Owens, Jetta Owens, I forget what team she plays for, but her dad was my high school wrestling coach, Mr. Owens, and he... For years, when I was in high school, he's like, John, you got to play rugby. And I was like, what the heck is rugby? <laughs> and it wasn't until many years later in college that I started playing. So, Mr. Owens, if you're listening, thank you. And good luck, Jetta, in the uh, this summer. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been great. Jetta's been good. Um, you know, she's uh, a great person to talk to around the hotel. I've seen her had some, have some good conversations. Um, she's been tracking well and training well. Um, so yeah, we'll see this weekend. She's obviously um, playing this weekend. So yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah Richie, uh, there's another interesting story here about um, Steel Toes. Uh, Abby Winchester just finished her college basketball career a little over a year ago. Now she's playing professional sevens. You know, what can you say about Abby or or and or are there other players like her? Similar stories. Yeah, Abby um, has been tracking well you know she put out a post I think 15 minutes after she finished college basketball um, you know and so and then she reached out uh, to on social media about playing rugby um, we had been in contact with her obviously USA coaches had been too because um, you know we love a crossover athlete and so been watching Abby closely these last two days. She came to our Austin ID camp. Um, she done well there. And the Steel Toes um, picked her up from that camp. Uh, she's come in and she obviously has been playing rugby since she finished her basketball, um, just learning the game. Uh, she gives everything that she has. She's, you know, wants to keep learning. Um, I've, I've, she trains as hard as anybody else. And I've seen her improve with her skills just from my Austin camp, you know, to these last few days. I'm excited to, you know, see her play. Like, so she's um, she's been really great. And you and we love to have people like that, not just rugby players, crossover athletes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it'd be good to see her. Yeah, Richie, I want to take a moment to talk a little bit about um, the coaching staffs too. And there's some, there's some, some big <clears throat> names there that are helping coach each of these individual franchises. But how did the coaching staffs get selected? Yeah, um, with our coaching staff is like, we obviously have the, you know, you have some big names like a Frankie Horn and a Waisali Serevi. But 
also is like I don't just go for me I go to like this year I went to CRCs even last year I went to Tropical Sevens um, I went to the College Nationals I went to Club Sevens <clears throat> so I travel all over the place not am I only going there to watch the players I'm also going there to watch coaches for example um, Lauren Trout is a coach that um, has come on board the season. I saw her at Club Sevens Nationals um, doing a great job with Chicago North Shore. She was um, the only woman coach to make the top four at college um, at Club Nationals. And so <clears throat> I was watching her closely. She's a very calm coach. The players love playing for her. So after her Club Sevens is like reaching out to coaches like that. Um, obviously, also experienced former players that have a wealth of knowledge is like reaching out to coaches like that because they can help emerging players coming through as well. So we think that we have great coaches in line. So <coughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. And a question about how the rosters are formed because we see the players getting announced for teams – and just want to know, like, how, how are those teams selected or made up? Is it is it based on anything, or is it you doing your best to try and make the teams maybe balanced and can competitive? So not you know, no one team is has more say talent than the other side than than another team. Yeah, um, for us is that obviously we say last year we go back to last year we had four franchises, um, and then we doubled it this year. So the four franchises, they got to keep six or seven players from their teams from last year, and then the rest go into a pool. Uh, and then also the scouting of players that we've done, they go into that pool as well. And then what we've done was on four new franchises, they get to start drafting players. And then when we have equal amount on each team, then all the teams get to draft players. But also the teams can bring players um, that they know to either in their pool or protect players that no one else has protected. So the main way that the teams got selected was through a draft. So just like the NFL draft. And so let's say experts men, they pick first and then retrievers men pick second. Loghead men pick third. Mm. So just like a regular NFL draft. So we've done it that way. So ah, I like it. It's a great way of doing it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm just yeah. picturing, you know, a bunch of fantasy football geeks in a room with, uh, you know, pasting names to the ceiling <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> Not quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll be surprised. <laughs> with, your, with kids and beer. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah. hey, Richie, uh, listen, I know it's a busy week for you, and, and for you to give us these last 30 minutes has been amazing. Thank you so much for that. And good luck this weekend. Good luck the rest of, the, of this uh, of the season. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. and love what you guys are doing, and um, hopefully we get to catch up in person someday and, you know, just carry on talking about the sport that we love, which is rugby. 100%. Love it. All right. Thanks, yeah. thanks again, Richie. Have a great night. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, for just tuning in right now, that was Richie Walker, the head of scouting for Premier Sevens, which kicks off this weekend in Austin, Texas, uh, the first of a handful of stops.
Hey, listener, we really appreciate you tuning in to these replays of Twitter Spaces U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. That was just the first half of the show. Be sure to check out the second half and previous shows here on your favorite podcast player. Also, please like, subscribe, or follow, and leave us a five-star review that helps get these shows in front of more and more listeners. Now, what are you waiting for? Go check out the other shows.